and welcome to Cruising for a Reviewson, the podcast where I get a friend to watch a Tom Cruise movie they've never seen before and then review it with me. I'm your host, Cara Westworth, and today I'm rejoined by Phoebe for part two of American Made. Yeehaw! Thanks Yay. so much for having me. You're welcome. Thanks for coming back. And we're going to talk about the now downfall, the steady downfall of Barry Seal and his entrepreneurial aeroplane bullshit that he was doing. Mm-hmm. Yes. So uh, <laughs> listen to part one if you haven't already, because none of this is going to make sense. We've covered a lot. I'm not going to rehash it because I keep doing that. Waste of time. <laughs> Last thing was the, the plane fuck, in case you forgot. Oh, the this... fucking silliest thing in the world. Two people having sex in a plane. And anyway. A literal tipping point. Uh, in the movie that represents the uh, peak yeah. of where he's he's gotten financially and like how everything's hot and sexy and now everything's going to turn a little bit shit. Yeah, I know. Yeah, a lot of cleaning up to do now. Actually, it's represented really well, and this is a, a fictional character they put in just for the movie. But Lucy's brother JB, who is basically just a deadbeat, like he's yeah, not much going on in the thought department or the hopes department. Yeah, so he us from The Simpsons. <laughs> yeah, basically what he is. <laughs> he was played by Caleb Landry. Jones, which I looked up what he was in and I've immediately forgotten. He's like indie indie movie guy, right? Yeah, he was in. He's one, he's one of the X-Men, ah. but I can't remember which one. Known for his roles as Banshee in X-Men First That's Class. That's it. That's it. Oh, he's um Jeremy Armitage in Get Out. So he's like the creepy brother. That's right. Yep. Another creepy brother. Yeah, he plays his, real rotten. <laughs> yeah, he's really cornered the market in creepy brother <laughs> acting school. Um, <laughs> yeah, he comes to stay. Obviously, Barry's not very happy about it because he He's a bit of a no-hoper, but, yeah, Lucy's going to welcome her brother in and he's like, I can just give him some money. He can go do his own thing. She's like, no, nope, stay with us, but he has to work. So he's made to work at the airport, which he resents immediately. Like, he's just like, I don't want to do things for, for money when I know you just bury it in the backyard. Mm-hmm. And like, this is, um, this is going to go well for them by the looks of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A very deep southern accent. He's like, my character's just here to cause trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I have been inserted to destroy <laughs> <laughs> so at one point JB turns up to their house in in a little green car which was a gremlin which all I can think about is the Simpsons where uh, Otto there's a gremlin on the side of the bus and look at his hounds Molman in a little car like that's what a gremlin it's a cool car man um, except it has a fucking oh, a confederate flag confederate flag in the front and you're like oh, but otherwise it's Good a fluoro green car fucking rad and he also has like a very young girl and they're like that girl's like 15 years old and they have to go separate them and he's like where did you get the money for this car? And he's like, oh, I can't lie to you. I just stole it because I saw it at the airport. And like, the I, thing is, Barry can't do anything about it because he's like, yeah. no one is meant to know about this money, but also I don't want you stealing it. Uh, it, it just <sighs> like such a strange interaction and also like creating one of the four female characters in this entire movie. Yeah. <laughs> which is like 15 year old girlfriend, no lines, <laughs> wife and so, girlfriend talk says, to each other. <laughs> Please don't tell my mom. Yeah. <laughs> in 19, 1983, the DEA tries to catch them, but their planes are too far. So the DEA have planes and they're like, you need to land your planes. You're in big trouble with the DEA. And they're like, no worries. They just like take the planes down to the slowest possible speed and just cruise. And these zippy cool DEA planes were just like, damn it, we're too fast. Mm-hmm. And we just zoom past. And like they would turn around and follow them until they run out of petrol, whereas the little planes just be like, see ya. That was actually sweet. Because this was like probably the first real instance in the movie where you're getting the sense that his shit is catching up to him a little bit. Mm. Like he's been coasting this whole time. Really like 
unabated. Like he hasn't had any issues running into the law. Like he's been, yeah, like completely, I don't know, hassle-free, just yeah. like, you know, running drugs up and down, like from Columbia to Florida. And then the DA starts to take notice of him. They're like trying to chase down his planes. You can see the kind of like the water's getting up to neck level a little bit by this point as JB gets in- introduced as well. Yeah. Like the brother. So this is the wild thing. So Narcos, the TV show, follows like there's two American DEA agents desperately trying to infiltrate the thing. So like it's weird how like the DEA doing their thing while the CIA are like kind of undermining it all at the same time. Like nothing, yeah. none of these departments were doing anything together. It was, it's fucking wild, wild time. Very different motivations. Yeah, yeah. And you think, because they are both big government agencies that there would be some oversight overall. And like, no, they get to do whatever they wanted. No communication. I, and I reckon that's still what it's like. Oh, 100%. Yeah, it's wild. I mean, maybe the CI just gets to do whatever it fuck it wants and it doesn't matter. That's the impression I get, yeah. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Spy shit, baby. So Border Patrol eventually catches them because they finally get a plane that can go slower. Nice. But... Barry's like, oh, I'm not taking this. So he's like, they're like, land right now. And he's like, okay, and just lands in a suburban street and he crashes the plane into a house and everything. It's like, this is the big action bit of the movie. Yeah. And it's, yeah, I think it's just an excuse to have a fun, like, fucking action moment. When he crashes the plane, like, he ends up being covered in cocaine and he has a big duffel bag full of money. Like, these kids are sort of standing there gawking and he's like, here's some money to fix this and some money for your bike and money for you to not say anything to the police mm-hmm. and just... Fucking rides a bike and bounces out of there. One of the few moments that makes it to the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> like a scene filmed for the trailer. Yeah, exclusively. actually. Yeah. In, it's actually in the movie. Uh, meanwhile, Pablo Escobar has gotten the cartel kicked out of so yeah they really gloss over this but he was doing terrorism he was constantly blowing up enemies with the car bombs that he loved he was trying to get into politics so that he could control mm. Colombian politics and get what he wanted all the time like he was doing all this real skeezy stuff and when then nothing was going his way that's when he started committing acts of terror like he became a full-blown terrorist yeah they just sort of go over it really um blase by laying like yeah he's um waged war with the state like with the city of country of Colombia and and we just need to go find somewhere else to live. Like that's that's kind of all they say about it, which is wild. Um, I guess, yeah, they're hoping that people who are watching this movie like that sort of stuff and already know about it. Yeah. You, you kind of get a sense at this point that like history is happening around him and he isn't privy to it he or a doesn't part even of care. it at all. Like he's like, the less he kind of knows is probably the better for him too. Yeah, like he's just living in his weird little like compound in Mina, Arkansas yeah. and like has no kind of knowledge of the world going on around him. Like he's completely isolated on his little island mm. and he just so happens to be working with these guys and he's like hey uh, if I don't ask any questions then yeah. I don't need to know what's kind of going yeah. on you know you can't torture it out of me kind of thing yeah. I guess oh that's right he the reason why Pablo Escobar waged war against Colombia is because he wanted them to have a no extradition treaty with the US yeah. And they're like, oh, no, we've got one. So he's like, okay, well, I'm going to bomb shit. So they end up moving to Nicaragua. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> we'll there's, there's no extradition thing there, so they the DA can't touch it. Like, they're, mm. they're safe there. Barry is forced to go with them to meet the Minister of Interiors. They're basically bribing him for letting them take have sanctuary and to do whatever they want in their, in their country. Mm. And Barry kind of almost ruins it because his beeper keeps going off. Because while all this is happening, JB has decided that he keeps stealing suitcases of money and is <laughs> he's can be seen by the sheriff the sheriff's sitting there eating dinner at like a diner watching him get some money at the back of his car and goes back and just brings out a suitcase with money literally poking out comically and like falling out walks into the same diner makes eye contact hmm, how you doing yeah good and they just fucking run so he gets in trouble he's i, I don't know what the charge like what the charge is like 
you're not meant to have that money. Hey, you're, you're too poor to have a suitcase of <laughs> money. What's up with that? He's like, I didn't steal it. And they're like, yes, you did. Yeah. And like, but. And again, like, isn't like the cop in the, like the one police officer in this town, isn't he kind of like being paid off by Bar- Barry Seal and stuff? I think he's doing like, the same thing where he's just like, I'm not asking questions. And then I. Yeah, pl- yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, don't ask. That was a very yeah. funny scene though. Yeah. Very like Coen Brothers energy. Yeah, it was good. Uh, <laughs> fucking catches him immediately and he's gremlin. <laughs> Just slams him along the side. So Barry comes back to America from his meeting with the old mate Minister of Interiors, so to help him out. But JB's in actually in a lot of trouble because he's got two priors. So he's actually, I mean, that's maybe that's what it is like. You've already been in big trouble for two things. Mm -hmm. So clearly, this is another crime thing. I don't know. I don't know how law works either. (laughs) It's very much the vibe of like, oh, like they've got a bunch of shit on me already. Yeah. Therefore, like they're going to try and extort me to give information about the inner workings of oh, yeah, that's what cr- it is. criminal yeah, enterprise. Yeah, they're like, okay, well, where do you get like, the money? Is it from here? And yeah, okay, that makes sense. Even though he's he's out in bail or whatever, but he could potentially get jail for 10 years. And obviously they're going to be panicking because he could just blab at any point and be like, well, I got the money from this and this is what they're doing. And so they're like worried. And so he talks to the Medellin cartel guys at one point. They're like, we know about your brother. Don't worry, we'll take care of it. He's like, no, 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 don't worry. It's fine. You don't need to take care of it. And they're like, we're going to take care of it. Don't worry. And he's like, take care of it as in put a pillow under his head and tuck him in and, you know, be, be nice, give him a glass of hot milk. Yeah. <laughs> they're still like holding a gun up to the phone. Just like, <laughs> yeah, yes, gonna yeah, absolutely. We'll take care of it, man. <laughs> so, Nicely. <laughs> so Barry now has the fear of like, oh, what are they going to do? So he sends like, picks him up, takes him as his gremlin waiting and like, you're going to drive and you're never going to come back. You've got a plane ticket to catch this plane and never come back. And I think sending to a country that has another no extradition order. Bora Bora. Yep, JB is eternally grateful and is like, fuck you, you better send me money for the rest of my life and me and my cunt sister. And so Barry's like, calling her a cunt? That's where I draw the line. Hey. <laughs> and like, I might have lied to her, cheated <laughs> cheated on her, like destroyed our family, destroyed our life, but you said the C word. <laughs> And, and hey, that C word is why we couldn't have drugs on screen for this entire movie. That's how censorship works in America. Okay? Yeah, we, it was a trade-off. <laughs> we could either say cunt or we could have me smoking a cigarette and looking cool. That's what you get. <laughs> Fuck you, JB. So JB zooms off on the gremlin. Barry gives a little bit of chase, which is the only time Tom Cruise runs in this movie. Just FYI. Great straight back running. Yep. And the car blows up as, you know, as they were prone to do when anyone is involved with some cartel business and Barry's like oh shit and just kind of uses his car to push the car off the side of the road and just like okay we're just gonna pretend that never happened and that's what can you do like you're gonna go back and tell your wife that uh the bad guys that we parted with like at the start of the year just blew up your brother unprompted like again that whole thing just goes away yeah like that plot thread does not get followed at all Tom Cruise like has this kind of moment where he realizes that JB's been killed in a car bomb happens right in front of him he like immediately goes into crisis mode pushes him off the side of the road to try and cover the car the car is full of like Campbell's soup like (laughs) just like an empty can of Campbell's soup just tipped out (laughs) where JB used to be Um, and then goes home and at no point is this brought up again what's the thing I guess like or he goes he's panicked and like covered in fucking bits of crap bits of guts I guess from his brother-in-law goes back to the airport and one of the guys like I'm really worried about 
this JB thing. What if he tells? And he's like, he's not going to tell. He's like, yeah, but what if he does? Like, he's not. It's like, but he might. He's like, he's not going to fucking tell. Yeah. And like, it, I it's, promise <laughs> you, he's not like, going to talk. Okay, I, I believe you. Thanks, boss. Okay, no worries. <laughs> no need for follow up questions on that. But like, I guess that's the thing. Like, once again, it's the 80s, but also no one's reporting him missing because, as far as Lucy knows, he's gone, I've given him money. He's being sent just, off to Bora Bora. Yeah. And if you don't report someone missing, like, mm-hmm. Is going to be missing JP, like no one, the no underage one. girl, like that's, yeah. that's it. No, so I guess, yeah, that's another way to commit crime get your deadbeat brother in law who no one cares about and just fucking blow him up. And love it. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the JB problem gone, but yeah, that kind of I guess that's the point where he's like, oh, the stakes are a lot higher than I realized, and they could just blow me up at any point. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's probably the first time that he's got like a really rude awakening of everything's been like a game to him. Like, it's been at arm's length. Yeah. Oh, my planes are slower than yours, so I'm never going to get caught. I'll just crash this plane. But now it's like, oh no, my brother in law just got blown up into paste. Like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I have tomato paste on my face. Uh, <laughs> that could be me. Schaefer has been raked over the coals for how half of the guns have been sending to the Contras have wound up in, with the cartels, um, half of the Contra. They're meant to, be, meant to be training are missing and they're like, whatever you're doing is not working. So Schaefer's like, ah, uh, I'm ending the deal now. And he's like, Schaefer, what about this? Who the fuck Schaefer? Like, he hasn't even given him his real name. All we yeah. know is his real name seems to be Monty because someone at the CIA actually calls him Monty, but otherwise we don't actually know his name. And yeah, he's just Dom like, just doesn't hands. roll yeah. off the tongue, you know? <laughs> Monty. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, Barry realizes, oh, we're fucked. We need to just get out of here. Time to go. Yeah. And they have like their half the hangar is just full of guns. Mm-hmm. They're yet to be delivered. Oh, probably they just, the cartels are like, we don't need any more guns. They're like, we'll just keep taking the guns. And oh, fucking wild. It was a good moment where they were like kind of revealing that the CIA were just abandoning him. Yeah. Because they were showing, like, showing, okay, everything you have about Barry, any invoices and everything go into these bags that were burning. Like, and they like cleared out the training camp that they'd set up at his yep. airport. And there was wasn't this sort of like, oh, we're just going to like shoot you in the head and throw you in a ditch. They're just like, oh, no, we're just like throwing you to the dogs. Like, yeah. you know, this is no longer a CIA problem. This is like local police enforcement can yeah. deal with you now kind of thing. Um, Which they do because all at the same time, the DEA, the ATF, the state police and the FBI all come and converge on the airport at the same time. Mm-hmm. And they're in the middle of trying to get rid of evidence. So they're caught. Uh, Barry is arrested. He tries to ring. He's like, do I get my first phone call? And they let him ring up and he tries to ring Schaefer. And it's just a disconnected line. Like, yeah, that, that's it. That that thread is gone. Got wrenching. <laughs> I don't know. This is a bit I don't quite understand. Oh, my God. Where he goes to the Attorney General's office. Yeah, so, yeah, he meets Dana Sabata, who is the Attorney General or. Arkansas and she's like ready to fucking rake him over the coal. She's like, gotcha, we've got all this evidence, blah, blah, blah. But he's pretty smug and he's like, okay, yeah, whatever. And then she gets a phone call from Bill Clinton, who at the time is governor. Governor Bill Clinton. Oh, he says it's really important. So she makes everyone leave and marries it then like, hey, if you want, you can just all have a brand new Lincoln. I'll give you a fancy new car if you know. And they're like, are you trying to bribe us? I said, no, no, no. I'm just going to thank you for your troubles. Mm-hmm. They're like, whatever, you're in big trouble, mister. And then she works out and he's like, I can let him go. Like Bill Clinton is like, no, 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 we've got plans for this guy. Let him go. And so he gets immediately left off. And I'm like, I just, I guess I misunderstand how politics works because that is fucking wild to me that all these government agencies are like, and the White House is like, actually, no, we could use him for something else. So fucking. The scene made my skin crawl. Like this is about as smug as the movie gets the entire time. Yeah. Where like, yeah, he gets arrested by like six different agencies and they're like, finally, we've fucking fingered you bro like you're dead you know like where you're going to prison for a long time and then they bring out the second female character in this movie um attorney general uh sabata yeah sabata 
who is like one of the, you know, like vast arrays, uh, you know, they've like very gently handled, you know, writing female characters. They've got the nymphomaniac 21-year-old girlfriend. (laughs) They've got the shrill pearl-clutching attorney general who will stop at nothing to see that he's put behind bars for all of his tomfoolery. Um, (laughs) And then they've got uh, Nancy Reagan as well. Oh, yeah. The three three women in this movie, (laughs) you know, they've covered all bases, um, all redeemable characters. But, yeah, she, like, attorney general, like, they pull him into this room and he is, like, the smuggest fuck on the planet. And, like, you know, they're, like, you're going away for a long time, pal. And he's, like, just you wait. I'm walking out of here, bud, and there's nothing you can do about it. I'm, like, oh, fuck this movie. Fuck you. (laughs) Fuck this. This is so embarrassing. <laughs> it probably fucking happened. Like, and it did. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he's probably just like, I'm fine. But you should have taken the cars, buddy. And who let me out? Oh, just a little guy called Bill Clinton. <laughs> Don't know if you've heard of him. So he's basically recruited by the Reagan administration to get the dirt on the Sandinistas. So they're the ones who have Nicaragua under control. He wants it. So they still want them out. And so now what they're going to attack it by is by saying that they're actually dealing cocaine and drugs, which they are because they're doing it through the Medellin cartel are doing it all through them. So that's their new thing. And meanwhile, Nancy Reagan is kind of like, drugs are bad, don't do them. But at the same mm. time, they're letting all this drug dealing shit happen so that they can bust these guys. Well, they yeah, like I think that the, this was an interesting part of the movie and like this is probably where they're like, whoa, 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 kind of stopped. And I was <laughs> like, oh, I should probably like listen to this. And so I was like, yeah, like listening to that where they're like kind of explicitly saying Reagan's whole campaign is built around the war of drugs, but in order to justify the funding for this war on drugs we actually need to manufacture an environment where lots and lots of fucking drugs are coming into America because then we can justify the spend on our police force on our like you know military budget on you know interfering like you know in in foreign government and all that kind of Mm. stuff like that's that's where it sort of all comes to a head where they're like this has all been building up where at no point have we been trying to be the good guys this is all about creating chaos in other countries in Mm. order for America to be like world police and you know intervene and yeah kind of create more control over its citizens and then as you said like with the nancy reagan campaign of just say no like that's where it all kind of converges at that point so yeah when bill clinton calls up the attorney general and he's like listen up bitch uh (laughs) actually um barry is like an american hero and we're gonna hire him to take more pictures and do more drug smuggling like it was all for that reason it's fucking wild the other reference we have is when he's waiting at the white house a young guy oh my god that's George W. Bush. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm like, it doesn't look like him. I'm like, who the fuck's this guy? And I saw the trivia. Yeah, guy. I read that after. Yeah, he's in a waiting room where he's going to go talk to one of the like biggest generals in the White House. They take him there. And he's like in the waiting room next to a guy. And he's like, oh, are you a pilot too? <laughs> and he's like, yeah. Oh, we haven't talked about Tom Cruise's accent this entire oh, no, time. <laughs> the elephant in this room. So Tom Cruise famously can't do accents. Yes. And no, but- has it ever been more famous? than in this movie. <laughs> I think this is the closest. Oh, no, actually, no. The best one he's done is Interview the Vampire. But yeah. Oh so I can do whatever the fuck he wants. And I'm oh. like, do it to me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in like, a wig. <laughs> 
this one, like, this is probably the best he can do. Amer- a Southern American accent is probably the only accent he can kind of mm-hmm. do because he tried to do an Irish accent in Far and Away and oh my God. adorably hilarious. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, this one, like, it's not good. He tries really hard to go redneck. Yeah. Like, hardcore redneck. But I guess that's what Louisiana, I don't know if it's a Louisiana accent. Louisiana accent. Louisiana. So the lady who plays Lucy matches it, so I guess that makes it a bit more bearable. Totally matches it. And then also Dom Hall Gleason trying to, like, so strongly, what's the word, conceal his Scottish accent. Behind the scenes, he's talking. I'm like, oh, that's right. You have the... Yeah. Like, <laughs> I think he's so hard to cover that accent. He's got quite, like, a wooden performance this yeah. whole time, but it's mostly because he's trying to, like, just don't let the Scottish <laughs> fall out. Don't. <laughs> and, like, the only reason Tom Cruise, like, kind of looks fine with his accent is because, like, everyone else on screen yeah, is, not like... not one single person had the accent that they needed for this movie. They're just like, yeah. all right, what's the most obscure thing from this accent? That one. Uh-huh. <laughs> like they all learned to do the accent by reading it phonetically in a book. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so good. So yeah, they've, what they've decided to do, they've given, he's got a huge, big fucking military grade transporting troops plane. Mm-hmm. They've rigged it up with lots of cameras and he, so it's in 1984 now and they want them to go take the drugs down and they want to take photos of them accepting the drugs and yeah that's basically the, the dirt that they need to finally get rid of the Sandinistas and blah blah blah. I also wrote a note here Barry loves mooning. He just says he moons <laughs> twice that? and Barry loves oh, to yeah. moon. He was he showing his tw- wife his bum. <laughs> I, I hope that was what the actual Barry like that's why else would they include it except for like Barry just fucking love mooning his family which is Barry bad. doesn't like mooning Tom Cruise does. Had it in his contract this Did whole you? time. He's like I will wear clothes while having sex <laughs> But I need people to know that I'm still keeping it tight, all right? <laughs> I work very hard for this body. Did you ever see how there was, everyone was like, did Tom Cruise have a stunt butt in Valkyrie? Because yeah. because there's one thing, his butt looks like fucking thick as. But obviously, it's a string of seam where things are blowing up. He's got padding there. Yeah. And I'm like, but he moons a few times and like, he hasn't got a bad butt. Like, he's not doesn't need padding. He's got a... He's not allowed to run in this movie. So like, he needs to be filmed from behind for some reason. He needed to <laughs> manufacture uh, like a scene <laughs> where they would be able to film him from behind and for it to make sense with his character because <laughs> uh, they wouldn't let him run, okay? <laughs> just moonings instead. Yeah, <laughs> I wish that was a Tom Cruiseism, just Tom Cruise mooning all the time. <laughs> Great. Oh, yeah, the first run that they do. So they like this is mm. a much bigger stakes because this is not just them doing illegal things and on the side, like, ancillary getting the evidence they need. The whole mission is to get to get these photos and they're like, you can see the cameras and they're like, well, you're going to have to disguise them, whatever, we don't care. And so the first one isn't, it, it is successful, but it doesn't seem like it's going to be because when they get there, the guys are like, who the fuck are you guys? And Hore comes out and is like, ah, oh, shoot the gringos. And they're like, oh, they're going to get shot. It's just a big hilarity, you know, how the cartels love to joke about murdering each other. Oh, yeah. Which they probably do because life is cheap to them. And Who could say? <laughs> you nearly died. Yeah. Oh, you pissed Psych. yourself. Psych. Oh, my God. Uh, Pablo Escobar is really like, he's he thinks paranoid. something, he, yeah, he thinks something that, and it's fair enough because he's got a lot of cause to be paranoid. But Barry's like, everything's good because he's a motorbike. And Pablo's like, yay, he's yeah, a motorbike. Bait and switch. Was it apparently Pablo that there were certain things like his Harleys and like certain things he'd love from America that he would get in and just 
fucking loved. So yeah, you ever heard about Pablo Escobar's hippos? Like he had his, no. he had a zoo. So his Aww. compound was so like the stuff is so well. Like how he got jailed for a while, but he managed a private. So it was just basically a private mansion that was guarded, and he got to do whatever the fuck he wanted from his private mansion while he was in jail. But he also when he, in his big family compound, he had his own zoo. And so when he was finally killed, um, the animal was just kind of like, and there's hippos living in Colombia now <laughs> who are fucking man eaters and <laughs> sick. So, oh, like the um the panthers of Australia. Yeah, yeah, well. exactly. Like there's yeah. hippos in Colombia that don't belong there, but they are thriving. And it's so funny you bring that up because I remember seeing the scenes where they film scenes like inside Pablo's big mansion or mm. whatever, and they only the entire time they only show like this one balcony where it's like just them hanging out in Pablo's yeah. balcony. And I swear to God, it looks like an apartment looking over Kangaroo Point in Brisbane. <laughs> like it just fucking looked like Brisbane. <laughs> like they don't show the kind of like big luxurious mansion it just looks like like a shitty brick man yeah just like apartment <laughs> well i think that's what, so that's one thing i didn't remember from narcos is like the houses i'm like these people are so rich but the houses are like they're big but they're just like yeah it's a big house i guess like there's yeah. nothing like a lot of bathrooms whereas, to clean yeah. <laughs> but yeah they never like, i don't know if that's the difference between america and like other countries where they're like they don't need the really ridiculous stuff like barry has like this ridiculous mm. pink house but they're just like no there's pretty big brick houses yeah, I, just, yeah. I just want a room with you know I, I just want one house, but it's got like 32 bathrooms instead of one or two. <laughs> like one to do different shits in every day. <laughs> Did you ever see the Vice expose on the Playboy house? Like no. The Playboy mansion? It was like this article that came out like 10 years ago where they were like, oh man, like the Playboy mansion we kind of see as this like pinnacle of luxury. and Wasn't know, it like, like really cool, dirty like, and shabby? Filthy, like filthy dirty. Like they've run out of money, like just, you know, don't have anyone to clean it. And it's just like a bunch of rooms with no furniture in it. Oh, <laughs> you know? Imagine how shabby it would be. Like, it hasn't been upgraded since the sips, since like the 60s or 70s. Yeah, it's, it's like, yeah, oh. just like a cheaply made house or whatever. But and everyone's like, fucking dry, drunk and high. So like, yeah. And like the, like the just nicotine stains on the walls oh, and shit. Yeah. Like come everywhere. Everywhere. Oh my God. I've been watching so much like Hotel Hell with Gordon Ramsay on YouTube. <laughs> is it come everywhere? Literally. He says to one of the owners with a black light, he goes, this is your semen on one of the mattresses and points it out to one of his like, this is Philip Seaman everyone feel free to cut this out I'm sorry point was Pablo is eased because he gets a gets a fucking Harley and that's Pablo Escobar was a smart clever manipulative man but he also was easily bribed with some fun presents from the US yeah they, that's successful and Barry's like really stoked that we've done it and then it cuts to them at home after the fact and they're like Mission we success. have evidence that these guys are dealing drugs and here are the photos to prove it. And they've released the photos before they were meant to and they haven't blown out any of the Americans' faces. So Barry's there being like, here's the drugs. And like looking directly at yeah, the, the camera, camera like waving yeah, at yeah. it. Like. <laughs> and they're like, fuck, they're in big trouble. So when he calls up, he's a White House person. They're like, really sorry. We, they were either never going to be released or only released once the cartel were in jail. Mm-hmm. So they're like, well, this is where I die now because they love bombing cars, as it turns out. Uh, so they raided by the FBI and like Barry's like, which... I guess it's a thing because I've seen it in a lot of movies where the woman be covered in jewels and furs. Yeah. Because if it's on your body, they can't touch it. So haven't heard that ever explicitly said before. Yeah, they actually said 
but yeah. you've, you've I've seen it in things where the woman's got like, her furs and all her jewelry like on, in she's casino, like, yeah, where, like Sharon Stone's yeah, just, like, covers so fucking cool. Yeah, so she do, is wearing all her jewelry, so they can't take it. And he's going through looking for evidence, and which is what like he's doing it for the White House, but the FBI still has is able to go in and anyway, I understand it. Fun fact: if you are ever running a massive drug business and you're having trouble laundering money, jewelry is like the biggest way that that ends up happening. I used to work for a jewelry company like in their warehouse I was like a pick a counter and stuff yeah. and I did some e-commerce and we'd have literally the most common orders were from like the most high carat gold chains so it was mm. like gold per weight because then you could buy it and then melt it down and eventually convert it back into money but it was the best way that you could just like throw money at jewelry and then you don't have to put the money in a bank it's just like being spent oh. on like frivolous items that you can then convert back into cash when you need it later yeah fun story anyway that's a wonderful no no i'm never gonna be in that position but crime wow we're pro crime here (laughs) like if you're clever enough to come up with this i'm too big much much of a wuss like if you're hurting anyone like whatever there's emails that you know i'll get on like a monday where i'm like this is too stressful i'm not going to do anything today imagine crime <laughs> like a nice email. <laughs> I have a client, client cancel last minute. I'm like, my life's over. And then, yeah, fucking. Yeah, you're like, I'm done. I'm finished. <laughs> I'm washed up. It's all over. <laughs> So he tells her to go back to Baton Rouge and take the kids, and that's when she has a bit of tantrum. Is that stripping off all the jewelry? Like, no, we stay together. I'm like, bitch, get out of there. She, oh my God, she's so obviously stressed. so naive to how bad this all is. And I don't blame him if he was like keeping it from her mm-hmm. because if she realized that they would just fucking drop a bomb in his face, like, at a moment's notice, it would be very stressful. But yeah, so he managed to convince her, like, don't worry, go back to Baton Rouge. I'll be down as soon as I can. He's like, I'm probably going to serve some time. That's fine. I'll be safe in prison. You just go and I'll me up with you as soon as I can. Anyway, he goes to court and the attorney general is like, I'm going to throw the book at you. And they're like, a thousand hours community service. And he's like, what? She's like, what? And the judge is like, get out. I'm sick of talking about this. And he's like, fuck. I thought I was going to be safe going to jail. Mm-hmm. And now I've just got this fucking community service, which is he has to go to a Salvation Army every evening at a certain time and hand out stuff to the homeless people. But he's not safe. Like, he's Attorney General is naked. fucking furious because <clears throat> she didn't get what she wanted out of this. Oh, yeah. The, the judge, like, when they were kind of handing down the sentence. Again, another moment where they're like, we're going to throw the book at you. Like, yep. you're finally going to get your comeuppance. Like, you're finally going to, like, go to prison. And the judge is like, all right, you're free to go. Unrelated, what do you think of my new ring? <laughs> <laughs> Do you think it's beautiful? <laughs> is this like, the biggest that, diamond you've ever seen? Is that when the White House just exerted their power? Like, go easy yeah. on him. But he's like, no, please don't mm. go easy on me. Like, send me to jail for being a dick. <laughs> so, yeah, he's. this is where they show that he's, the video diary stuff that's been interspersed a little bit throughout the movie. Yeah, he's, he's been narrating the whole movie. Yeah, so he's been doing that because he knows he's fucked. So he's recording it all. He's been it's every night he goes to a different hotel. Um, he has to keep going back to the Salvation Army every night. So he knows he's not safe because he has a routine that he has to follow because it's court ordered and yeah, which is obviously going to be his undoing. But he's recording everything, knowing his time is ticking. He's just putting on each take like VHS. He's like, this is this year because every time they show up on the screen, like handwritten like Columbia 1984 or whatever, it's actually what he's been writing on the VHS tape. I like that sort of thing. Nice kind of corny moment. shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, every like and every day he goes study his car and he like, asks everyone to clear off because he's like this might be the day there's a car bomb starts it it's fine keeps the tapes in his boot just to be safe and all the evidence that he has and one day he turns up to the Salvation Army and looks in his rearview mirror and there's a man walking towards him and people coming on either side and he's like 
fuck. And that's how Barry Seal dies. He just gets yeah. shot to death by three guys. And I was, that's why I started reading into like the uh, actual court case against these yeah. three guys and everything. And how, yeah, even though they had all these witnesses and everything that they go through <clears> all the evidence, I'm like, okay, this is where I need to start looking things up because it's too much information for my brain. Yeah, yeah he's um basically assassinated. And Unceremoniously shot in his car outside the Salvation yeah. Army. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like just, yeah. And it's so much money just like buried in his backyard. Like, well, they, uh, been the FBI had t- taken all, but they probably still had. Some, I bet there's so much money still buried everywhere from these crimes that no one's ever going to find. One day I'm going to be like, oh, look, what's this? Incredible. Big full of money. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I wish. He so it was only three weeks into his so this is nineteen eighty oh was it say nineteenth of Feb nineteen eighty six five years of being a patsy flying up and like down like seven years I think bloody hell yeah that's that's a lot of big life to live in seven years and like. he had a full head of hair by the end of it too <laughs> I don't believe it I don't think Barry did no, not at yeah, all yeah like the police are going through and find see all the evidence in back and that's when the FBI or whoever come and say oh we'll take over from here meanwhile they sort of do the what happened to all these people next and. <laughs> a college movie yeah they're like um dom hall gleason graduated with honors and is now running his own law business <laughs> uh, schaefer he actually got a promotion and he is the one who suggests getting iran to arm the contra which results in the iran contra affair which huge thing uh look that up i couldn't even begin to explain that but that's a huge deal like he just kept coming mm. up with these ideas that on paper seem like a good idea but then just fuck out real bad yeah you don't want to hear fine. us try and like pull but that through. fucking shake <laughs> <laughs> just being able to be like, what if this crazy scheme would work? And they're like, uh-huh. oh, yeah, that's right. You'll see, yeah, you can do what the fuck you want. Yeah, and it ends with a freeze frame of him going, yeah, like, what if we, like, you know, send guns to Iran? That's Jumping a great up and idea. clicking his heels together. Yeah, like, jumps with his fist in the air. Don't you forget about me. <laughs> and the very last thing we see is Lucy working at a fast food type place and you can just see her wearing a beautiful gold bracelet she's kept from Barry. So she's probably doing okay, <clears throat> I hope. Like I do feel bad for the women in these situations who are probably just like, got no choice, just got to deal with this. And, totally. Yeah. And that is the movie. That's the movie. Yeah. Or is it? Did yeah, we learn any, did we learn any lessons? Absolutely fucking not. Crime looks awesome. Yeah. I can't be bothered doing it, but crime pays. Yeah. I think. That's the takeaway. If you from want this. if you want to do some crime and I can just launder it through a fucking sign printing business and be like, Oh, you want me to print some signs? There's no one there. And I'm like, I'll print those signs for you. Teaching on the cash register. I'll do that. But that's as much crime as I can do. I'm sorry. Oh, incredible. The, the laundering of money. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I don't have to do anything, and I'm not really at any risk of getting hurt. This Basically, who I want to be? What's her name in um in Skylar in Breaking Bad? Oh, <laughs> oh man, it has been a long time since I've seen that movie. I'm still so angry at how they treated her in that show. Like. Sim- kind of similar to this movie. Like I had a, you know, I had a pretty good time watching this, but like one of your previous guests, I very much, I'm not a hater. Like I like to like movies pretty much just generally speaking, but I watched this and I was like, oh man, these guys haven't even spoken to a woman before. have they? <laughs> <laughs> <Which> is, <laughs> that's a bit, that's a bit disappointing. It's kind it? of wild because when you look at the other collaboration between Tom Cruise and Doug Lyman is 
Edge of Tomorrow, which, which has is the coolest fucking, fucking awesome. female character of all time. One of my favorite movies of all time, hands down. A clock is, is even like, what is it? Like even a broken clock is right two times, times a day, day yeah. whatever. Like same with um, Lyman here, yeah. like Tom Cruise. Unless they're just doing that whole 80s thing where I'd like, women are treated like garbage, so we're just going to, that's why women are like yeah, this Yeah, pendulum movie. swings back, right? Yeah. In summary, the most, like I'm such an American movie and watching the thing about the actual real Barry where on his gravestone it says how he was like an adventurer who lived life how Amer- I have to look up what the actual thing is but like he lived life like how Americans should bloody hell kind of it's yeah it's real thing. under the boot of your government <laughs> yeah like basically saying he was an entrepreneur and he did think he grasped things by uh, anyway, he pulled him up by by his bootstraps. Yeah, took advantage well, when, of a bad situation. When Doug Lyman and Tom Cruise are talking about it, and how like, they were like gushing about how much they love Neat Barry is, and they're just talking about, like how how American he was, and maybe this is what how Americans see themselves, but no one else does, mm. is like they just take opportunities, and so like yeah. they just seize the opportunity, and even if it's legal, it's it's pretty cool because they're like yeah. doing it for themselves, and yeah, that sort of stuff. And I'm like, well, it really worked well for them, so you know, like fucking hell, yeah. <laughs> I did see a little part of that with you just before and I was like, man, America has like this incredible like way of trying to put a positive spin on some of like the most gross stories ever where they're like, no, it was good actually. This was a good thing that happened. (laughs) I think that's why and – I've had actual Americans and people who, <clears throat> who are Australian who live in America. Like Americans love rich people because they see it as that's what I could be if I work hard oh. enough. Like Australians have a little bit more of a like, uh, well, they probably were born into it. Or like, yeah, we have a bit more of a pessimistic view, whereas Americans have such an optimistic. They see a big, lavish house and a nice car at the front. They're like, yeah. they worked hard for that and yeah. good on them. I'm really proud of them and maybe that can be me too. Whereas it's not the reality oh. <laughs> for anyone in America. Rich people in Australia are always trying to pretend to be poor versus poor people in America are always trying to pretend to be rich. Like yeah. it's, it's a lot more like, no, like the ambition is to be as rich as fucking possible and, you know, crush as many people as possible yeah. on, on your way up <laughs> versus, you know, there's this kind of like, I don't know, narrative that everyone is working class, even if you have like fucking squillions of dollars yeah. here. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's fucking interesting though. Do we have time to talk about the plane crash and stuff or is it? Yeah, I'm going to talk about trivia so I'm gonna bring awesome. it up some trivia right now I'm glad so, you've got it because I don't have the facts on that one but I was curious to hear so I'm gonna read I was gonna write them down and I'm like I'm just gonna read off the fucking mm. IMDB because do it baby I'm a smart person who doesn't want to do an extra work so the main bit in case you're new to this podcast and unaware of this tidbit about Tom Cruise he is able to fly planes so he did all of his own plane flying so in this movie he wouldn't have been able to fly a helicopter because there's a scene where he's in a helicopter but he's not flying it and then I realized oh he learned how to fly a helicopter for Mission Impossible Fallout in 2018. So good on him. Sick. Okay, so the main bit of trivia about this movie, and I've read, like, some people blame Tom Cruise, but I don't think it's necessarily his fault, but I'm also very, very fucking biased. So on the last day of filming, so they'd wrapped filming and they were flying out of wherever they were filming. It must have been in, oh, yeah, near Columbia. Like so doing reshoots and that kind of thing? Yeah, I think it was, yeah. it was like, I think it was, they just wrapped, wrapped everything. So on September 11, 2015, stunt pilot... Alan D. Pervin and his Venezuelan co-pilot Carlos Bell were killed when their small twin-engined Aerostar plane crashed during foggy conditions in the Andes near Medellin, Colombia. Uh, the pilots had just finished their work on the film prior to the crash, which left a sole survivor, Jimmy Lee Garland, who suffered a serious injury. And apparently 10 minutes before the f- that crash, Tom Cruise had been aboard a helicopter taking the exact same route. So... Mm. 
know they didn't have Tom Cruise. So, like, I think, I can't remember what they were people complaining about, like, Tom Cruise because he was doing his own stunts courses, but I'm like, isn't it? I don't know. But anyway, sucks because there was no, none of the special features, nothing was mentioned about yeah, it. Or I, I had a There little, wasn't a tribute at the end or anything for them, I don't think. No, I had a little read and it was, like, this really messy court case afterwards. Like, mm. the families sued the production company. They sued Tom Cruise personally. The families sued the other families. So, like, you know, the two guys that killed in the, in the plane crash, like, their remaining family sued the other guy's family from it. Just, like, this absolute mess. And I honestly think that part of the reason why this movie has kind of, like, been... Mm. Like, it, it, it didn't... For a movie of this size, like, this kind of budget, this sort of, like, bombastic story, like, I would have thought that this would have been a little more, like, I don't know, like, in the general kind of lexicon of that time. Like, nobody fucking knows this movie exists. And I feel like all of the kind of, uh, what's the word, like, controversy surrounding these deaths may have had something to do with it. Like it just became a little bit too litigious, like a little bit too yucky towards the end. Because, you know, like most of the movies that they do with Tom Cruise, like in the last 10 years, like part of the marketing process is like, hey, and get this, he learned how to fly a helicopter just for this movie. Or like he did all of his own like plane flying in this movie and that Mm. kind of thing. But I feel like none of, they couldn't touch any of that stuff after the stunt people Yeah, I'd like to look into what they're, actually I'm looking at the Wikipedia now. So they, Their budget was between 50 and 60 million, which seems cheap for a Hollywood film. It did look kind of cheap. Again, they didn't even show one mansion. Was this all filmed in Tom Cruise's backyard? Was that entire airport just like one of his houses? Probably his own airport. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, what are you going to flying into the Tom Cruise airport? Fuck. It made it had a budget. Oh, sorry, a box office of 134 million. So, I mean, that's a. Yes, they made money. It's a good profit. But. That wouldn't have been like, as far as yeah, Hollywood goes, that's a pretty lackluster. Yeah, this movie could have really benefited from a few more notable stars, I feel. Like there was a real lacking of uh, recognisable faces, yeah. which is weird for a Tom Cruise movie, right? Like, yeah. it's, it's like he's a big, massive star. Mostly when you're in movies with him, there's like, you know, at least a couple kind of more like mid-level actors you could kind of I like think, pick out. Because apparently they'd been working on it for six, seven weeks before there was whispers that Tom Cruise was going to be involved. I yeah. think it wasn't going like Tom Cruise was a bit of a later ring in so that's why cool. so they already had everyone else sorted and he's like oh yeah I'll be in this movie like yeah. they're, they're like Tom Cruise's agent was like Tom was hoping to brush up on his flying skills and we found out that there's a movie about flying kind of going around can we just like sneak in on that and they're like we're <laughs> trying to keep their cool because I'm like this makes our movie so much more successful because it's fucking yeah. Tom Cruise yeah it's not I don't know I'm trying to think some not very famous actor being in like yeah, okay, we'll rule out Tom Cruise. We'll fucking shoehorn him in there. <laughs> Jesse Plemons was meant to be the main <laughs> character. <laughs> yeah, like a little bit more him, like Barry yeah. Steele. Like six weeks into filming, they're like, Jesse, oh, babe, I'm really sorry. Um, we had a Tom Cruise because uh, yeah, Tom Cruise needs to renew his license and wants to get his hours up uh, <laughs> of landing. Um, so... <laughs> going to be a cop and you're going to have half your scenes cut out okay bye yeah. thank you've you. got two lines uh- <laughs> I, I think what it is is that it's a super american movie that appeals mostly to americans mm-hmm. no one else gives a shit about this necessarily like it's such a niche american part of american history mm-hmm. that a lot of people yeah people who know a little bit about it here would be like our parents of our age and they definitely don't care enough about that yeah so it'll it like it's telling a really interesting story which is you know of how the cia kind of like dabbles in like 
foreign government interference and that kind of thing and, and you know, creating chaos overseas. But it, it presents that story in this really sanitized way. So even though they're kind of like the editing of the movie, like the, the script writing, like the dialogue is trying to present this movie as this really kind of like edgy kind mm. of like, hey, man, we're cool. We're going to tell you the real story, like record scratch. You might be wondering <laughs> how I ended up here. Oh, the like bit, that, do that you want the bit that shit. I hate? That's yeah. Really oh. where, he's, where he's like, now, if you want to stop here, I understand because it gets oh wild God. here. I'm like, yeah. Tom Cruise, stop it right now. Yeah. But you know, just want to pause. Uh, press pause on this VHS tape like <laughs> that kind of thing but instead of kind of going full you know tilt into that and leaning into it they instead kind of yeah like present this sort of censored sanitized version of it where they're kind of like trying to find the edges of the cool stuff that makes yeah. this story interesting but then you know his workmates in Colombia right like Jorge Pablo and oh, I've forgotten his name other character name yeah. well so there's a reason I can't remember these guys name I don't know about the version you watch uh, like Apple TV didn't have subtitles for, oh, for all of their characters. That was the only reason why I was like, because they also introduced another character, which is why when I put the subtitles on, who was like this big shot looking dude who was just not really in it. Like, yeah, they just, they no really subtitles. Glossed. So like the people that had the most lines in this movie that weren't Tom Cruise, more lines than Tom Hawk Gleason's character. Like, you knew nothing about them because they yeah. didn't actually get to speak the entire time. And, yeah. I, and I was like, oh man, like those characters would have been really cool to develop. Like I want to know what the fuck like Pablo Escobar and fucking Barry Seal have to talk about kind of thing. But it just didn't quite get it across the line yeah. enough. I don't know. I don't even think the problem is it's like a lot of bar picks about any famous person is they try and do too much and they were showing his entire from start to beginning whereas they focused a bit more on like one just, aspect of yeah, it that got, probably going been, small rather yeah, than trying probably to, like a TV show would have been perfect for this fuck yeah absolutely but also uh, Narcos yeah that's why I watch Narcos yeah. like <laughs> if they just do a series that focuses on more the American side of it yeah it would be fascinating but I also really like how it's, and one thing about that show if you're watching it it's mostly in Spanish so mm. it's not one like I started like on my phone I'm like what the fuck happened put your fucking phone down Oh man, or just so, like going on Pirate Bay and you're like, wait, yeah. the subtitles aren't sinking. Yeah. Oh no, oh no, oh fuck. And there's like just like misspelt subtitles yep. and shit. You're like, oh fucking hell. <laughs> One of the things I found really interesting was this fact. So features the Iran Contra Affair Senate hearings where Arthur L. Lyman, father of director Doug Lyman, served as chief counsel. So that's what? why Doug Lyman actually had a vested interest because his dad was actually highly heavily involved in the Iran Contra Affair, like legal side of it. No fucking shit. Yeah. yeah. That is so weird. Yeah. Like, maybe they should have focused more on that part. Anyway, um, cool. we're going to go into how we feel about this movie. Uh, another fact. So the town of Mena, Arkansas, was actually <laughs> they found a little town called Ball Ground in Georgia, which I love that's called Ball Ground. <laughs> And it's just not been updated since like the early 90s. And so they just went there to change some of the signs and the town was perfect for what they're, they're filming. Another thing I found, I think we mentioned it in the first episode, but the mansion that they were living in at the end, the interior shots, they ended up just using the house that Tom Cruise, Doug Lyman, and one of the other producers were living together. Mm. The way they were talking about it, obviously Doug Lyman and Tom Cruise are the same. They're workaholics who just want to like, we're just going to do nothing but talk about this film the whole time. So they live together, except there's a fun little thing on the special feature where they start arguing about the how, like, so Tom Cruise is like, you're, you know, you're really messy though. And he's like, no, you use, like, you use a pot and then you expect it to look brand new when you clean it. And Tom Cruise is like, yeah, I do expect you to clean up after yourselves. And he's like, and you wanted another fridge. And Tom Cruise is like, no, I wanted my section of the fridge separate from all the junk that you eat. And they're arguing about it. And like, and Doug Lemon's like, let's get a housekeeper. And Tom Cruise is like, it's three guys in a house. We can look after. 
after it. So Tom, <laughs> and I know Tom Cruise did it. He set up, they showed a whiteboard and all the ha- the chores that needed to be done and a who roster. needed to be Tom Cruise set up a roster because these other two grown-ass adult men wouldn't do the chores. Incredible. And Tom Are you C- trying to tell me the guy that wrote Edge of Tomorrow <laughs> doesn't know how to clean up after himself? <laughs> the guy who was like, what if a video game was a movie? <laughs> <laughs> I get over that Tom Cruise has been rich and famous since he was like 19 years old mm. and he's like, I can tidy up after myself. What about you boys? And they're like, no, I'm too rich and famous. for I don't want to do it. And anyway, Incredible. I'm, I'm picturing Tom Cruise as Ethan Hawke in Gattaca where he's like just every little like like bit of hair and yep. like skin dandruff is just getting vacuumed up like <laughs> yes. behind him. I imagine Tom Cruise is the neatest man and he, yeah, he probably doesn't have a housekeeper because he's like, you're not doing it right. That's fine. I'll just, I'll just vacuum after you. It's fine. <laughs> just follow you around. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Other trivia. Ooh, Dom Hall Gleason is Brendan Gleason's son from Succession. I feel so fucking stupid for not knowing that. Murdoch said it to me last night when we were watching it. I was like, oh my god, Hollywood just really is nepotism. Yeah, like, it is. It just I to think, the horizon. <laughs> um, been in Brendan Gleason's been in about three or four movies with Tom Cruise too. Yeah. He's in Edge of Tomorrow, yes. which is nepotism again because yes. <laughs> Doug Lemon's like, look, you don't suit the character. That is your son free. And Dom Hall's like, hell yes, I am. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah nepotism. That's... What else has he done? What else has Lyman done? Edge of Tomorrow, this. He... Uh, swingers? You know it when you see the poster. Hang on. Yeah, it's got, oh, man, it. Schlubby Joe in it. Oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah. Um, Schlubby Joe. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. No, no, I'm with you. I'm with Vince you. Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn. <laughs> Schlubby <laughs> Joe. I I didn't even need to see the photo. I knew exactly who you were talking about. I love him, but he's a schlub. Like, <laughs> oh, the schlubbiest. Directed Go. He directed Chaos Walking. I actually like that movie. I saw that oh recently. my God, Chaos Walking is so funny. Chaos Walking reminded me of, do you ever like sit on YouTube and just watch like a video game walkthrough? <laughs> yeah. That's what that is. Where, like, you know, it's just, like, a guy, like, playing. It's, like, um, no voiceover walkthrough of, like, fucking, you know, some video game. And, like, all of Chaos Walking was just Tom Holland walking around talking to NPCs. And, like... (laughs) Picking up a piece of paper he found in a drawer and he's like, hang on, this is revealing some more of the plot. I'm going to add it to my map that I can access later and then keeps walking down. <laughs> it did not at any point so in other feel words, like an actual movie. Doug Lyman just likes the idea of people fucking narrating things to themselves. Oh, absolutely. And mo- and video games coming to life. Oh, he did Jason Bourne. Ooh. I haven't, I haven't, I've never watched it. Even though I love spy movies, I'm just never... I absolutely love the Bourne Identity franchise but yeah man that's that fucking sucked it sucked so bad like sucked because it was just boring Knight Rider oh he did the Bourne Ultimatum oh he's producer in that hang on look he gets a lot of fucking points for doing Edge of Tomorrow so oh 100% like it's one of those movies where you wake up and you're like I'm not in the mood for a movie but I'm in the mood for Edge of Tomorrow yeah (laughs) I really hope he doesn't fuck up the next one Oh, I'd be so mad if they fucking ruin it. Please be good. <laughs> I'm going to go bash you, Doug Lyman, if you fucking fuck this I up. I know. I know. I'm going to bash you, you little nerd. <laughs> you fucking dweeb. What are you going to do? You can't even clean up every stuff, you fucking nerd. Yeah, I know. You, you eat nothing but junk food and we're fucking... Yeah. <laughs> you and your teenage friends fucking writing sex scenes together, you fucking weirdo. <laughs> the fuck was that? Try harder, dude. <laughs> Douchebag. <laughs> fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> but just... If you do a good job, I take all that back. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, um, I will eat my hat. <laughs> <laughs> 
Tom Cruise-isms. Yeah, this is not a Tom Cruise-heavy movie. So this is one of those things where I'm always talking about how Tom Cruise, I'm like, he, he should do some more drama again. Like, Jeremy Guy's not my favourite, but, you know, he's done amazing drama films throughout his life. He's kind of veered away from that. This is the one exception where he's done a movie that isn't all action-packed, him doing 10,000 stunts and nearly killing himself every 10 minutes. But, yes, it's there's not much in the way of Cruise-isms is the only downfall to that, I guess. I mean, he does his own stunts, which is mm-hmm. flying a fucking airplane. Yep. And crashing. Oh, there's a scene where he crashes. So one of the deleted scenes is he crashes an airplane into the sheriff's office and like rips oh. off his half the ceiling and stuff. And they're all kind of talking. That's cool. And uh, so you see a little bit more of the sheriff. Like he's <laughs> tumbling. He's just so tumbling. So Tom Cruise is much love tumbling. And he's like, all scratch up. And I'm like, so he does a few stunts, but they don't actually really make it into the movie. Yeah. Yeah. So not much in the way of that. Very little running, except when the car bomb, he chases after his brother in law, JB, and the car bomb explodes and he runs a little bit. That's it. Not very much Tom Cruise running. A drunken monologue, which he does in quite a few movies. Actually, yeah. there's none of that. But what there is, is that Tom Cruise, big smile, like that, oh. charm, that effervescent, charming Tom Cruise, like hands up, whatever. I'm Tom Cruise. Plenty of that. So it makes up the lack of the other ones yeah. by just being as Tom cruise as possible. He's got like a good, you know, bringing it back to Edge of Tomorrow. Like this is a great prototype for his character in Edge of Tomorrow. I don't know if that came before this. Did this come, this come before or after Edge of Tomorrow? No, Edge of Tomorrow was 2014. Fuck. So I was going to say, like, there's a parallel between those two characters where, like, one of the things I loved about Edge of Tomorrow is how slimy he was as that kind of, like, marketing guy mm. trying to get out of something yeah. by being, like, you know, squeezing and trying to use his charm to kind of squeeze his way out of it. And that character is kind of applied here fairly heavily as well, where he's just kind of, like, like pathetic. Like yeah. he's got like a good kind of pathetic guy smile, um, yeah. which is, you know, I think is like a new Tom Cruiseism. probably not as much of his um like earlier work or whatever. Yeah, yeah it feels very like out of type for him. Mm. this character I, I feel like this is Tom Cruise and like I want to do something different it's like I can fly a plane in it what about me yeah it's like a, or somebody bros with the director like sweet let's do it yeah he's just like I just want to like hang out with Lyman yeah <laughs> me and Lyman just want to like drink beers and then he's like oh I had to live with him he's like oh I take all that back fuck yeah. <laughs> If there's a bit where on set and Doug Lyman is like eating some takeaway and then Tom Cruise walks up and like, I don't know why someone's filming it and he's like, oh shit, I'm not to be not meant to be eating on set. So Tom Cruise must have a thing like, don't eat on set. And I don't know if Tom Cruise is being like a hard ass about everyone should be working or if Tom Cruise finds the concept of other people eating disgusting, in which case I fully agree. Amazing. No one should ever eat near me ever because no. it makes me want to fucking throw up. He's such an old queen. It's amazing. <laughs> And they're like laughing about it. And Tom Cruise is like, ah. you know, at some point that week while they were filming and like just hold up in this little share house together, they're like, you know, we should start a bar, man. We should just fucking open a bar. Like <laughs> that is like Tom Cruise the like, I know, I know how to fucking fucking make cocktails. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, uh. I tried my hand at pool once or twice. <laughs> yes. Oh god, I would go to that bar. Call it cocktails and dreams. I'm there. <laughs> Tom Cruise tales. No. no, hang on. Cruises. Vodka cruises. Tomka. No, I had got nothing. Oh, I should start a Tom Cruise bar, and it's all. And I just said fucking vodka cruises, and everything has to have something the word cruiser. <laughs> Fuck yeah, that'd be on pedestrian, and then no one would ever go to it like all the other fucking niche. <laughs> all of the themed bars. Oh, Jesus fucking, fucking Christ. Christ. No, none, of, none of them are good. My Tom Cruise bar would fucking rule. Oh, so. yours would be great. Yeah, yeah. All the bars that are like, hey, listen, we're doing a vodka martini, but we've got a slice of bacon in it for <laughs> funsies. Please write an article about me, please, please, please. Also, vaguely <laughs> for some reason, George from Seinfeld's involved. In, like, oh, yeah, we've f- got a mural of George. Oh, 
And the bad news called Jaws. Fuck, that pissed me off so much. Okay, we'll rate the movie now. Phoebe, what do you rate this movie out of five? Out of five, I think I would give this movie a generous three (gasps) unsnorted lines of cocaine. Nice. Unsnorted, never filmed. They didn't even make the props to do it. The only it time was, he sees cocaine is when it explodes in the back of the thing. Yeah. And he runs out and that's it. And yeah. yeah wild. Like walked into a bag of flour. That's yeah. the only time you ever see drugs on screen at any point. I give it a generous three lines of unsnorted cocaine. I could see a lot of potential in this movie. I like seeing Tom Cruise on film no matter what. So, you know, he's always a joy to watch. But I think that it was quite short of the mark in a lot of ways. And I wish that they spent a bit more time working on characters central to the plot plot not just like Tom Cruise in a void for mm. two two hours and it was a long fucking movie too yeah. like two and a half for them to not focus on a lot really yeah yeah but they spent a lot of time going like and here's George Bush senior <laughs> <laughs> have you heard of a little guy called Bill Clinton he is a big deal yeah <laughs> Uh, I feel very similarly. Like, I do really enjoy this movie, but I couldn't give it more than three exposed Tom Cruise butt cheeks out of five. Like, I find it really fun. The more I watch it, the more I kind of – it's one of those ones, yeah, I just put on and kind of half watch and I enjoy it. Mm -hmm. And I – Probably would have given this like not even a two if I had not watched Narcos, to be honest, because that sort of thing does not interest me. But for some reason that piqued my interest at the right time and now I have like a peripheral, like I, I kind of dig reading about Pedro, Escobar and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, I would say three would be mine as well because yeah. I was only going to go three and a half, but I'm like, oh, that would match up with some of the other films I'd like way more. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it's yeah, a sliding it's, scale. It's, <laughs> it's a fun movie if you don't know anything yeah. about any of the stuff that this is all sort of about, you're going to be confused probably mm-hmm. and spend a lot of time Googling and not watching the movie. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe watch Narcos and then give this a watch afterwards and you'll probably understand it more and it's a bit more fun. A um, movie to watch while you're on your phone, you know. Yeah. It's, it's good for that. It's got very its little, Very little Spanish gets spoken, so you can definitely not yeah. <laughs> don't have to worry about that at all. <laughs> the only reason why I needed subtitles was when some of the Colombian characters were talking and I was trying to work out who was who because I'm a piece of shit white person who doesn't understand sound how Spanish works so I needed to work out like all right who the fuck's that oh it's George okay cool I can't work out whether the director wanted there to be subtitles or not like um, on my version it just didn't automatically have them so confusing I don't think anyway I digress (laughs) (laughs) Um, I guess in summary like watch this movie if you want but if you're going to watch a Tom Cruise movie there's heaps more to watch and if you're going to watch a Doug Lyman Tom Cruise movie definitely watch Edge of Tomorrow absolutely fucking banger and I will never stop telling people about it <laughs> before we go where can we find you online Phoebe thanks so much for having me um my Instagram is at phoebe.paradise or you can visit my website www.ibparadise.com awesome and as per usual it's Tom Cruise Reviews on Instagram Tom Cruise Review no s on Twitter or my website's tomcruisereviews.com rate, review, share all that shit if you can really yes. really appreciate it we hope you enjoyed our little chat about American Made and we'll catch you next time. Just say no. <laughs> <laughs> that was great.